there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy-ish, the podcast from Body and Soul. How's your day going? I am the host, Felicity Harley, and today I'm speaking with April Helen Horton, otherwise known as The Bodzilla. Now, April is a body image activist who says F you to diet culture, fat phobia, and self-hate. Cue applause from me. She joins us via Zoom from Canberra in celebration of the butterfly's 20th anniversary to remind us, all of us, about the importance of celebrating our bodies exactly as they are. Now, as you know, we keep these healthy-ish episodes short. So if you want to hear my full chat with April where she shares her own quest for self-love, just search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. April, welcome to Healthy-ish. How, how's your day go- going so far? It's going well. Uh, as we were just saying uh, before we got on the mic, I'm in Canberra, so that makes most of my days a pretty frosty start, but uh, I've got my turtleneck and I'm good to go. All rubbed up. Okay, yeah. we're talking about celebrating our bodies as they are today. We need some body love, dare I say. How have you learnt to love your body and, and you over the years? Give us some tips for celebrating, how we can all celebrate our bodies as they are right now. I know that one of the things that's been quite powerful in conversations that I've been seeing around the internets, um, which is where I hang out most of the time, uh, is, is talking really about appreciating what your body does for you. And that's very individual because we know all bodies have different abilities and all of that kind of thing. So it's about being able to, I guess, you know, feel a bit neutral, not necessarily about, oh, I love every lump and bump or whatever it is, but more so going, how I show up in the world isn't based on how I look. My job isn't to look good. It's to be the best version of me that I can be and do all the things that I aspire to do, like be kind and be patient and smash the patriarchy, you know, all those things. Oh, yeah, smash the patriarchy. I'm in for that. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. All right, I'll pick you up. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I think that's so interesting because I feel like this is coming up more and more, especially, you know, I interviewed many people on this podcast and I feel like there is more discussion and reminders about loving our bits, you know, loving what our body does for us. And that could be, you know, being strong when we're going out for a run. It could be, you know, if we're in an emotional upheaval, just holding us together. Have you had any experiences, you know, where this has happened to you and you've just been able to self-talk yourself into, okay, I, my body is great for this? I think I'm really lucky in that a lot of the work that I do uh, in my day job and also obviously conversations like this, I realise that my expertise might come from the body that I live in because it's helped me have the experiences that help me articulate why we should change the way we see our bodies. Uh, But uh, my voice is what you're, you know, getting out of me today and my brain, not necessarily whether I've got a big butt or chunky arms, which I have both. <laughs> um, but what I, I suppose I think my value in this conversation is mostly around how I'm going to articulate my thoughts on this topic rather than what I look like. Yeah, absolutely. Your mind. Now, we, we've all grown up with a very narrow Western view of beauty every day. You know, it's, it, it's, a, it's surrounding us every minute of the day. Whenever we pick up our phone, whenever we walk down the street. I mean, how can we shield ourselves from this? How can we become more aware of our thinking? Because sometimes it's quite 
subconscious or unconscious when you walk past a I'm not going to name any names but just say a, a makeup a beauty store and you see all these images and you're thinking and it does affect you I mean research has shown this even if you say no it doesn't it can subliminally affect you how can we shield ourselves from this yeah, I, I mean, great question. I think that it's one of the things that I'm really passionate about is changing what we see as well. So that's what I'm working on. But I think for someone who's just looking for ways to change how they perceive themselves and still be able, like being surrounded by those things, I think looking for ways to avoid that messaging, clearing out your Instagram feed and getting rid of people who share messages that make you feel a bit crap about yourself. Um, I think also really working hard on ways that you can be a part of liberating people, you know, from these mindsets, starting with your kids, the kids, you know, in your life, people who ask you for advice, you know, if you're the kind of person who has influence over other people, you can use that opportunity potentially to remind people what they've, where their value is and, and to dismantle those ideas by going against them, whether that's actively for me, I go against all of those ideas just by showing up and not necessarily having to make a big to-do over being a model who also happens to be a fat brown girl. Um, you know, instead I just show up and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here and I'm doing what I've been asked to do. So I think, yeah, asking the mainstream media to change is a long-term goal and asking ourselves to say, actually, no, when those thoughts enter our mind is something we can work on every day and the short term. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Now I've been in the media for about 20 years, so I have probably contributed to some of that, I will say, back in the day. But you know, now obviously it's come so far and I've witnessed the change and the evolution. What would you like to see in the future of where, say, media is is going or will go? I think it's really important. What we're noticing, I think, recently is a change in the way that campaigns come out and they have, you know, a person from each intersection, shall we say. So someone who's part of each different community or is, you know, um, hiring people based on who they are in real life. And that's great, but I do feel like there's a lot of tokenism in that. And I do feel also like sometimes we find ourselves going, well, that was really good, but so, you know, whether that's conversations about representation that's inaccurate, that maybe misses the mark because, for example, we've had conversations about, uh, okay, I see that you have a person of colour and I see that you have a disabled person, I see that you have a trans person, you know, all of the, the wonderful, different, unique versions of a person you could have, but you've perhaps not remembered to include someone who's got dark skin. Perhaps you haven't included someone with, um, you know, some other kind of identity that's outside of the traditional beauty standards. And I think that, or, you know, that sometimes that's forgotten altogether. And so there's this very still quite narrow focus on what it means to be inclusive because we're seeing that representation maybe on a billboard, but we're not seeing it in the boardroom. And that's the other thing that mainstream media isn't just the people who show up and have their photo taken. It's the people organizing the photo shoots. It's the people who pay for the ad roll. It's all of the people at the top who pay for what we see and their money is only going where at the moment they're constantly being asked to put more money. They're not deciding because those people are still not a representation of those diverse groups that we're seeing on the front of magazines if we're lucky. Yeah, well said. Now tell us a bit about your work with the Butterfly Foundation. 
I absolutely love the Butterfly Foundation, uh, not only because it is run by some amazing, passionate people, but because I know that when I was younger, I didn't realise that there was support for the way that I felt about myself and the, and the habits that I had kind of set myself up in because I didn't realise that that was a problem. Like you said, you've been in the media for a long time and so you would know that for every self-love you know, edition we've seen of any magazine. We've also seen how to lose this many kilos in this many days um, and those types of really ugh, triggering conversations. And so for, you know, a child like of the 90s, like me, I grew up uh, sort of 90s, early 2000s, uh, which meant there was a lot of butterfly clips. There was a lot of, <laughs> was a lot of glitter and there was a lot of really negative body image conversation. Um, thin models who were um, talking about the ways that they kept their body in the shape that they wanted them to be for the catwalk, which were wildly unhealthy, sometimes didn't even involve eating um, at all. And so I think the normalised conversations around negative, like the way you treat your body negatively to maintain an unrealistic beauty standard, uh, I think that was something that was so normal, whether it was classroom convos, whether it was your mum and her sister yeah, having absolutely. a conversation you know, Sunday lunch and the aunties are all counting calories together um, while the kids are outside kind of running around or maybe not, um, you know, kind of sometimes you remember those times where you might be hanging around in the kitchen being like, can I have something to eat and being told, you don't need that. You don't <laughs> yeah. need that. Yeah. I do though. I'm hungry. Help. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, you know, having your food managed for you because an idea that was in someone else's head about how you should look was being kind of fostered through every single interaction around food. But it's so refreshing that we are where we're at today and recognising these things. April, thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish. Thank you so much for having me, Felicity. Now, April did join us to highlight Butterfly's 20th anniversary with a new campaign called The Next 20. For more info, see butterfly.org.au or if this episode has triggered you, their national helpline is 1800 334673. A fantastic organisation. If you want more from us, we have other episodes of Healthyish, Extra Healthyish. Jump onto bodyandsoul.com.au or Instagram, Facebook or TikTok. Thanks again for tuning into this chat with April. And if you have a moment, we be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Listener.